episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Well, it's Watches and Wonders 2021, so as you can probably imagine, this week's episode is all about the predictions, especially when it comes to Tudor and Rolex. And friend of the show, at M.A. Pandolfo on Instagram, had a little bit to say about that. So I'll hand it over to Mike, but get ready and sit back, because it's almost time for another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Yeah, here's the thing, boys. I uh, I don't really care. Welcome, everybody, to episode 63 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast, which, if you're listening to this on the day that it drops, it'll be right before uh, some big, th- big names dropping uh, some new products at Watches and Wonders. If you're listening later in the week... Uh, this may not be as entertaining. <laughs> hey, sometimes people getting things wrong is entertaining. There's that. We're also going to talk uh, first about one of our other favorite brands um, as well. And, and they released some stuff that we haven't had a chance to talk about uh, because we've had some guests on recently. So uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, we will uh, go ahead and start as we always do with a drink check and a wrist check. So E... What have you got on the wrist and what's in the glass? <laughs> <laughs> well, and Spence is, of course, making a, a remark about the name I put tonight on our uh, little video chat screens. But um, I've got on the, uh, I, I guess it ties in with what we're talking about tonight. I've got the uh, Black Bay 58 on because we're definitely going to get into some some tutor talk later in the uh, evening. And, of course, everyone knows my ridiculous schedule. So, of course, I have a test tomorrow. So I'm drinking some delicious Cincinnati tap water with lemon juice. Always got Ooh, added lemon juice. Fancy. No ice because, you know, Americans invented ice water and I'm not that uh, low class. <laughs> yeah. Spoken like someone that hasn't spent enough time in Europe when you realize that uh, <laughs> sitting around drinking tepid water like actually kind of sucks and uh, <laughs> ice water is the way to go. Brings down the class of the drink. What can I say? I like me a fine wine and a iceless Glass of water. <laughs> Enjoy your crummy glass of water. Riddance. <laughs> uh, yep. That's what I'm working with tonight. Buzzy, what have you got? It is warm and beautiful in Cincinnati already. It was 75 degrees today. We have a joke with our neighbors because we're not from here. Uh, so we always call it the South because it is so much warmer than Northeast Ohio being on Lake Erie is. Easter, Easter seems to be this, the start of summer down here in the South. I've worn seersucker and critter shorts already. You know what that means? It's doxa dude summer. It's started. Uh-huh. It's happening. Got my sub 300T Sea Rambler on. Roll Rambler's Roll fantastic in the glass this doxa dude is drinking a sample of weller antique 107 aka weller red big thank you and shout out to mr mike pandolfo for the hookup both with the used ad for the doxa and the sample of weller (laughs) Pandolfo's going to figure big, at least in the wrist check and drink check tonight, because uh, I guess I haven't posted to the stories yet, but I probably will sometime today or tomorrow or today if you're listening and we got this up on time. Um, Pandolfo actually came over because uh, he was kind enough to bring me some samples of some things. So he wanted to try some of the Glen Levette that I have in stock. So he came over uh, while I was grilling some chicken outside, hung out on the deck. We each had a... Uh, Caribbean Reserve uh, Glen Levette Highball, uh, as recommended to our buddy at Whiskey Blender Dude. Uh, was talking with Sandy about that because I had one yesterday night too. Uh, he is not wrong. Uh, essentially a 50-50 mix. He likes his a little bit more 60-40, but once the ice melts, you get there too. 50-50 mix of club soda and Caribbean Reserve. fan flippin Great summer drink. Uh, I have a feeling I will be having to replenish my stock uh, sooner than I would like because it is so refreshing. Um, 
So I had one of those earlier. I uh, It was 75 degrees today here in Cincy. Uh, was up in South Bend over the uh, over the weekend for Easter visiting family. And Buzzy, that's at about the same latitude as Northeastern Ohio. However, it was warmer in South Bend on Saturday, on Holy Saturday and on Easter Sunday than it was in Cincinnati. Wild. Freak of nature, but it was about five degrees warmer up there. Um, than it was here yesterday. So a uh, beautiful day up in South Bend. Got to see Pandolfo briefly today. Got the uh, Glen Levet Caribbean Reserve on an ice sphere in my glass because um, it's delicious. And uh, I put this back on the rubber strap it came with. I am wearing my SPB 149, the uh, blue 62 Moss re-edition. Um, just, I, I hadn't worn it on the Seiko rubber in a very long time because I had it on the Tropic for quite some time. And I forgot how good this Seiko rubber actually is. It's just, it's so minimalist because it's got just like one slightly fatter steel keeper that you tuck the tail into. And it's got a bit of a Panerai-esque buckle on it. It's a little bit more uh, flared. It's it's still only a 20 millimeter strap, but it's got a, it's got a big boy buckle on it. So uh, really, uh, really enjoying it. And it's like, God, why would I wear it's to the point where I'm probably going to wear this watch a lot over the summer and all my other watches, uh, to quote our guest from last week, they're going to get jealous and they're going to get mad at me. Um, <laughs> we're in this a lot in the summer cause it is just, just perfect. So that's what I've got on wrist. That's what I've got in the glass. And, uh, we've got some things to talk about. There are some new releases over the last couple of weeks that we, uh, haven't talked about yet. And then there's some uh, bigger releases coming out later this week, but why don't we just start out, uh, our, our favorite brand from BLBN, Omega Omega, <laughs> released some watches. So we'll get into our Omega Opulence section. So what do you guys think of, uh, of what came out? Yeah, there you go. We're going to do a lot of alliteration today. That's a, <laughs> that's a very nice, very nice name, a dig. Omega Opulence. And they can be properly called Omegas. They can. They're all Omegas at this point, according to the timeline as established by... Dr. Watcherman, correct? Yes. Yes. Mm. All right. I really like the bronze gold 300. Uh, it looks sharp. I Since uh, I saw one of those, not the bronze gold one, but just the, the vanilla uh, 300 in person God, two years ago, um, they they look striking on the wrist. Uh, I, I do know one of the guys in our uh, group chat says that's the only watch that he ever like bought and just like sold because it, it wasn't uh, wasn't a good wearer for him. But um, they look sharp in that that bronze gold um, color. I, I really really like what they did there. Yeah, I, I dig the bronze gold. Um, I'm thinking all about Omega. Like, how many different types of gold have they come out with? They have the bronze gold, the Sedna gold, and then what is what is the white gold? They, they uh, what's that? Canopus one? gold. Canopus gold. Mm-hmm. And they have moonshine, which is a slightly lighter yellow. And then they have your regular run of the mill yellow gold. Yeah, Omega's killing it with the gold. They know what they're doing. So props to them for uh for giving us the gold if that's what you're into. And can afford, most likely afford, and that's probably your biggest uh, hindrance there. But I I dig it. Um, Yeah. I especially like, uh, I think of the the four, I guess, right? They came out with four new ones. I believe so. I believe that's right. Three or four. It was at least three. Yeah. I think we got the the steel, the the black black, the bronze gold, and the two-tone ceramic with the gold. Any other ones that I'm missing there? Well, I think if you're talking about just the 300, there's the two steel models. Uh, okay. Gold. Yeah. Okay. Misspoke. Yep. Two, three 300s and then one 300M. Uh, if there's one thing that drives me crazy with Omega, it's the 300 versus 300M. I don't know why they just cannot come up with something different to call them besides sticking one letter after uh, one of the names. Well, I guess Seamaster Professional is the one way to refer to the the one that I have or the 300M or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But they have different sizes in that watch now, and it, I, it is it is confusing. 
that the fact that you have to append or whatever you call it to the name means that, that. their naming convention stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Give us a gift. It like it's cringy, but it would be a lot better if it was just called the Seamaster Vintage because everybody would know what you're talking about. The, so the thing that the Seamaster Black Black, when I saw that that was the name, I thought, well, hot damn, everyone's going to know exactly what that one is. So even though it's kind <laughs> of a silly name and it, it, it definitely doesn't conserve ink, right? You're just mm -hmm. repeating a word twice. At mm -hmm. least we know what the heck it it means. So props to them. Well, on hold that. on, hold on. It's not repeating a word twice because then it would be the Omega Seamaster Black 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 Black. <laughs> uh, okay. We have a right up there with my staff. holy jeans joke. Yeah, we have a <laughs> fully staffed devotion to excellence and uh, accuracy department here. Um, <laughs> Top funding. I love the lollipop seconds hand actually on, mm. on the three hundred before we move on. Well, I so I briefly I like that the blue isn't in titanium anymore. I like that it's in steel and the same price as the black. Mm -hmm. um, I like I'm on the fence about the sort of Fotina loom on that one. Like it works perfectly on the bronze gold. Like that is that makes sense. Cause on the black version of the 300, it's the regular white loom. And then on the blue version, it's the, it's the kind of Fotina loom, which I find mm -hmm. interesting. And then I don't understand why they did different bezel inserts for the bronze gold versus the, um, 300 like the steel versions because the old one used to be a ceramic insert and i know that they they made the dial bigger and the bezels thinner and it's like okay well maybe that's the reason why in the black and the blue versions they put a hardened aluminum bezel insert in there like okay that that might make sense but then on the bronze gold it's the same thickness or the same diameter and it's ceramic. So I don't quite understand. I, I know it's coated and it's supposed to be almost as hard as ceramic. It's up to 5,000 Vickers, whatever that means. I'm not a metallurgist or hard, <laughs> hardness expert, if you will. Um, so that was just kind of a weird, like kind of semi-backward step to me. I, I mean, I'm sure it's probably not. Um, I do absolutely love how clean the dial is though, because it, even even with a bigger dial because of the, of the thinner width of the bezel, it just says Omega Seamaster. <laughs> like that's it those are the only two lines of text on the dial there's no master coaxial or master chronometer or any other garbage yeah. on there it is two words and the new font they used which has the open six and nine which i guess goes back to not the 57 versions but like i think it was the 59 or like i, I don't know go listen to fratello with uh, mike and rj because they got into these in a lot more detail than we are um mm -hmm. and they know way more about this than we do but like Go check that one out, uh, their, their, their reaction podcast to this, because they can give you even more details. I love the way it looks. I like that they tapered the bracelet more. That seems to be a thing that they're doing. Maybe eventually we'll see a Seamaster professional with a tapered bracelet. Wouldn't kill it, be honest with you. I mean, I like, <laughs> I'm one of the few people who likes that bracelet because it's very comfortable, but it doesn't taper. So maybe they will taper that bracelet. Although I don't think, I think the clasp is still rather large because it has the push button, um, micro adjust which for that price point you should get that like i like mm -hmm. that on the 300 uh professional that i have so like keep that like that's a good thing um the black black i like it the loom should the loom it should almost be better at dark at nighttime so you could like see what time it is because it, it probably is gonna be a little bit difficult to read <laughs> yeah just a little bit but it's cool <laughs> <laughs> exactly i mean that that's the whole point of a piece like this so they they fulfilled their requirements of it looking cool yeah you you're not this isn't like the basis for the new revitalized seamaster line this is this is a hey we can do it piece where you know they're playing around with materials and just going for a unique look and they did that i mean i i think it's sharp i i'm not going to purchase it 
right? Mm-hmm. But there's an awful lot of watches out there that the average watch enthusiast isn't going to buy, but it it still fills the place in in um, the watchmaker's portfolio. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to my mind, with the uh, the black black, this isn't going to be your first Seamaster. You're going to be a fan of the brand and probably already own a Seamaster, and then and then probably step into this because this is like a niche type of uh, watch. And like I said, you're going to be a fan of the brand if you're you're going after this. But the one thing I do really appreciate they did on the black black is that they didn't have the date, which I I personally think. And Spence, I know you have the professional with the date. I, I kind of dig it without the date. I think it looks almost better without the date than it does with the date. So I'm glad that they did not uh, have the date on the black black. So I will say moving the date from three to six like they did a few years ago and like mm-hmm. it is on mine makes the dial way more symmetrical and it's great. And it kind of hides because they color match the date wheels on all of them. It looks so much better than it used to. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said... I, I kind of agree with you. Without the date, it looks great. And I think the other thing too, like we're talking about, this is more of a statement piece. This isn't a your everyday watch. This is kind of your, I don't know how else to say it. Like it is a statement piece. That's why it's in the bigger 43 millimeter case, not the 41, like mm-hmm. no date. It's all about the technical chops of the materials. It's got the, you know, the laser etched bezel so that it's got that like Yacht Mastery textured look, which they did on the Necton version of the, of, of the Seamaster uh, professional. Um, the one that I don't know, I, I kind of go back and forth because they released one to not much fanfare. They did a black black sort of, uh, but it has the the bezel, like not the insert. The insert's the same with that black etched ceramic, but the actual bezel itself, the operating mechanism is in Sedna gold, as are the mm-hmm. hour marker surrounds and the hands. Now, the only thing that I think they screwed up on that one is if you're going to put it in the black, black case with that bezel, the loom plots in the hands and in the hour markers, even with the rose gold surrounds and the rose gold hands have to be black. I think if they would have done that, instead of having the white, the regular white loom, that wash would have been killer. And that would have been the one to go for. Cause like just the touches of gold in with that would have been amazing. And had it had black loom plots in the rose gold and black loom plots in the hands, that would have been killer. Like I absolutely love Sedna Gold with black. Like that would have been the one to do, but they didn't do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if only it would have been the ultimate, dare I say, stealth wealth piece. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, so, and I mean, I think that there's one that I think is that they released recently, and we're not going to get into all of them, but I think the one that. To me, I was looking at it, I was like, ooh, that's a that's a really cool one. I don't know that I would go for the diamond bezel is the new DeVille Tracer that they did. Uh, it's got, I think, a power reserve and a small second. So it almost looks like a bi-register chronograph, but it isn't. And mm-hmm. it's got uh, a very, very small diamond set bezel and it's 40 millimeters. It's got the red dial. That one is gorgeous. Like, I don't know that I could rock a diamond bezeled watch, but like from a distance to me, that doesn't almost look like diamond set it looks kind of almost like a fluting so they did that one really well and at 40 millimeters it's 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 just that's a sizable watch to have a diamond set bezel but like the red on the red strap just like pops like like i said it's not my style but like i mean if someone said hey you can wear this for a few days i I probably would (laughs) like it's a killer piece yeah i think the what you're gonna say buzz well, just looking at pictures, that's that's pretty sharp. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the watch, but I'm, I'm going to say, I think the more that I've gone through this, the more I think, and of course, obviously, I'll never be able to afford this, but I'm a big fan of the uh, the diamond set watches, I think, and just like gems in general. Like the Rainbow Daytona, I'd rock the hell out of that watch. Really? Love it. I mean, I think we all I agree love that we would. Like, I think, you know, it's interesting because I don't think Omega really meant it this way, but at 40 millimeters, that'll work good on almost anybody's wrist. Like that is, if you're a guy who likes the diamond set bezels, this, I think they're technically calling it a men's watch, Mm -hmm. but this is as unisex as I've seen anything come out from any of the major brands recently. Like 40 millimeters is almost the perfect size. 
like for most wrists. Uh, it's got a very short lug length. It looks like comes on a red leather strap. You can probably put it on a couple of other things too. Um, the diamond set bezel isn't like big flashy diamonds and it's got a pretty killer movement on the inside. I think they're hand wound too, which is pretty, pretty stellar. So mm -hmm. like it's a, it's a killer piece from an orological perspective. Um, Omega is doing a ton of great stuff with their movements anyway, from a, from an anti-magnetic perspective and all that other kind of stuff. So like this watch with a beautiful red dial with a, a very, very finely gem set bezel. I don't know. This is the, this could be a watch for a lot of different people. Yeah, the the fact that they kept the tachometer readable and pretty good work. Yep. Like that one's that one's pretty killer. So that is uh, they've done some neat stuff. I'm sure they'll have more stuff to come. Um, I'm still waiting for that lead pipe lock. The uh, the next limited edition Speedmaster. We don't know what it is yet, but. They got some Olympics coming out in another year, the the Winter Olympics in in Korea. You know, there's there's something. They got to get something else out that I'll I'll see. Oh wait, no, they just did the Speedmaster or the Seamaster for that. Come on, you got to do another limited edition Speedy. Come on. I mean, they it's will. been four four months into 2021, and we haven't seen one. It's almost it's almost unbelievable, right? It it kind of is. Can we? Maybe they're, are they going to do one for, is there a, is there an anniversary for the last moon mission? When was that? Like it was in the early seventies. Are we there yet? Who knows? Who knows? Right. Come on, Omega. You won't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. So should we, uh, should we transition? Which brand do you want to hit first? Should we, uh, should we save uh, the crown for the end and switch over to some tutor talk? Sure. I'm all for it. Well, Watches and Wonders is in uh, about a day and a half. Mm -hmm. um, again, awesome for the alliteration. And several brands will be releasing some stuff. I mean, I'm sure we haven't really got to Patek because, like, they're so unobtainium at this point. Who really cares? I'm sure they'll probably be debuting the um, replacement for the 5711, which, who cares? <laughs> Like, It'll be great to see, I guess. I guess we'll know what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah so, really. like, moving on to the affordable space, let's uh, let's let's do some tutor talk. Uh, on their website, the landing page shows a cloud of red and a cloud of black colliding in a way that reminds you of a certain bezel type, and then turns into the shield logo. So, either maybe we'll see a Black Bay Fifty Eight GMT with a Coke bezel, or they're just messing with us and we'll get something like the PO one. <laughs> yeah. Count, count me in that column. Buzzy coming to you with the black pill. Guess what? Red and black are the company colors. And just because these two amorphous clouds of uh, colored dust got shot at each other, vaguely, vaguely resembling uh, a Coke bezel, they're not going to give us what, what we want. So don't get your hopes up. We've, we've been down this road before. We thought the snowflake was coming back out, and then boom, here's this PO one that nobody asked for. Even though some people, a small number of people, some people really like them. And having put one on, I get it. Like You might think that that's kind of a, a cool watch, but... It, it's not what everyone was clamoring for. Um, I'm not expecting anything. I hope, I really, really want me to have to eat my words in like <laughs> two days and us to like have to come on and do like a special 15 minute episode. Holy crap, they came out with the Coke and it's in the 58 case. It's just going to be so cool. Hot GMT summer. Um, <laughs> It's not going to happen, though. Yeah, I don't know. I feel I'm, of course, I kind of have to stick by my guns here. And I, I've been saying that Tudor's going to come out with a Coke GMT for a while. Spence, you and I have talked about this. Um, so I got I got to stick with my guns. I know that Tudor can definitely screw with us and just pull this crap like they did with the PO1. But again, from people that I've talked to, even Tudor has admitted that when they released the PO1, they knew that was going to be a minute watch. 
So, you know, even if they knew it was going to be meh, it was kind of bad of them to, you know, screw with our heads like that. So, you know, hopefully they've learned their lesson when it comes to doing that. And Spence, like you were saying before, we like started recording, doing this amorphous cloud of dust hitting each other. You don't do that for not a reason. So something is coming out in black and red. It may not be what we want, but something is definitely coming out in black and red. Uh, I would love for it to be a GMT more than anything. And Tudor knows. I know that Tudor knows. People have been clamoring for a GMT in a 58-size case. And I've I've said for a while, I don't think Rolex is going to be bringing back the Pepsi. They're set. So why not? The yeah, Rolex Coke. Coke. Yes, yes, Rolex Coke. Sorry. Um, Rolex is not going to be bringing back the Coke. I just don't think they will. So why not just pass it down to Tudor? But then again, that's what people want, and Tudor kind of just says, screw off, we don't care what you want, and that's kind of their whole MO. Same with Rolex. So, you know, you, you never know. I, I hope, I'm hope i hopeful that it will be, but, you know, Spence, like you said, who knows? It could be a Red Pelagos for all we, for all we know. I mean, the Red Pelagos, I wouldn't hate. Like, that, that would be, I feel like, depending on what shade of red or whether they did, like, maybe they do like the OG 58, but like Pelago style. So black dial, red bezel, mm-hmm. that'd be kind of yeah. cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think people would have the vitriol for something like that, that they would, that they did the PO one at the time. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's been three years since the original GMT came out. It was, you know, two year, two and change when they brought out the black Bay 58 blue. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that was all kind of done in September at kind of off cycle because they wanted to get stuff out. We didn't think they were going to release anything last year. So, you know, this may have been what they were supposed to release last year, which would have been two years after the original, like it's two years after the BB58 came out, two years after the Black Bay GMT came out. And let's be honest, you know, changing the, the dial and the, the, the bezel on the, the Black Bay 58 to make it navy blue mm-hmm. is award winning. award. It's award winning, but it's like, okay cool it's a new color um i mean and a lot of brands do that we've seen we've seen that a, a ton of places so like i'm not knocking it if you if you like the black bay 58 now you have two colors to choose from that's great that is awesome maybe the blue one's for you it's not award-winning like let's let's talk about that it is not noteworthy it's not worth an award at gphg i am sorry i'm a huge tutor fan i like the black bay 58 blue not as much as the og but like i mm-hmm. there's definitely a place for that watch it's not an award-winning watch. I'm sorry, <laughs> but but it's a really good color of blue. That's that's similar to a really good color of blue that we used a long time ago when we made the watch a really cool color of blue. And we talked about it. They missed the huge marketing opportunity there. Now that said, so let's be real: changing a aluminum bezel insert to black and red versus navy and red is way easier than what the parent company has to do with ceramic. Yes. So. There's always that possibility. Like, I feel like if they're going to do that, like that's that's an easy one to do. Maybe it'll win an award. Maybe making a, a bezel, a bezel black and red will win them an award this year. I don't so, know. So, uh, yeah, so getting the colors on ceramic is, is a lot more difficult. But also, when your unit price is like 10k ish, and you're selling a ton of them, even though. We've got artificial scarcity going on. It's just because they, you know, ship these out to every corner of the globe. Um, you know what? At a certain point, I, I, you'll figure it out. You're smart. You, you, you're a good company. You got, got all sorts of great expertise and, you know, really smart people in manufacturing. You're, you're, you're going to do it. It's going to be fine. Like, I would... There are so many micro brands that have ceramic bezels. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, could it be the Coke? Yes. Would it have to, would it be in a Black Bay case? Yes. Would it be in the 58 case? Absolutely not. It's not going to be in the 58 case. So if, if it's a Coke GMT, it's going to be in the, in the regular GMT case, which means it'll have that little extra bevel. So it'll look thinner than it is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good watch. I've got the black base, the black base steel. Like I love that watch with the GMT. It's an even cooler watch. Like I, I, I like it. Um, that'd be neat. I do think that if it's something with black, a black and red color scheme, I mean, a Pelagos 
all red or black and red would be cool. Like that would be, maybe they discontinue the left-hand drive and do a red Pelagos. Maybe it's a red left-handed Pelagos. Like, um, you know, they could, they could screw with us all and do the red sub that they never did. But I don't think that's going to happen because that's too much like the black. I mean, I guess if you really wanted to say, Hey, they're going to do something really cool. It's a nod to that red sub. It'd be a black, maybe they discontinue the black Bay regular size, like the 41 millimeter with the red bezel and the black dial and do that in the 58 case. Cause that's closer to the original Submariner. Like maybe they do that. I don't know, but like that could be, that's just one of many things they could do. It could be, it could, Buzzy could be right. It could just be, they're doing some new stuff. Maybe it's a new color Tudor Royal, like, which cool. I still not seen one of those in person and I want to, um, yeah, me neither. Like, come on, Richter, Richter and Phillips, get that together. Let me know when you got a Tudor Royal in. Like, I want to see it. Uh, or hey Tudor, blow my mind use the royal case and all of that but a different dial that's more sport right instead of yeah, the I, mm-hmm. the fussy mm-hmm. uh roman numerals that would be cool i would be way more pumped to see something like that um than just like a color change on an existing line I would love to see something new on the Pelagos because it's been a while since we've since we've seen it, it has. on that. I know people people on the forums were always jonesing for a um, a GMT Pelagos. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. happen. Um, but yeah, I would just like to see let's see something. Let's see some life uh, on the Pelagos. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that it's, it's, it is overdue. Like that would be, maybe it is a red pellet. Like I wouldn't like, I wouldn't hate that. That would be yeah. a cool watch. Like I would, I'd consider that. <laughs> what I would love to see them do. And I, I know they won't do it because in the, in their Rolex and Tudor brand, they just go big most of the time. Just shrink the Pelagos down, shrink the Black Bay Chrono down to like 40 Maybe 40. Well, like how big is the Pelagos right now? 42, I want to say. That's 42. Mm-hmm. The Black Bay Chrono is 41. So is the Black yeah. Bay. Like the 41, like that wears really well. That doesn't need to come down at all. It doesn't. Because you've got the 58 at 39 and change. Like there's no Black reason Bay- that that needs to be 40 and the 58 is 39. The Black Bay Chrono is just a thick watch. And they also haven't done anything with that. And what this, yeah, they thing, have. this is my, the Black Bay Chrono. Oh, I guess they've made it in a two tone. They yes, did it in two-tone, okay. and they did the all-black version that uh, our boy at Kid Whizzle has. Oh, yeah, the limited edition. Yeah, but, um, the but last what thing I they did to the Pelagos was the left-hand drive, and that was in 2017. Mm-hmm. What I would love to see them do is, because I know they have this option, I, I love the Black Bay Chrono, and like I said literally 30 seconds ago, I wish they would shrink it down, and that watch would be one that I would really love to go after. But that watch uses the you know their collaboration with Breitling, the BO1 movement, and for if anybody knows Breitling, that watch has gone into a couple triple register chronographs, uh, a couple Navitimers, um, their new uh, oh, what was it? The top time, not top time. The Chronomat. Yeah, the Chronomat. Uh, Chronomat, and it's oh, what was the limited edition piece? Uh, not the Navitimer, the one that Richter has, the one of right now. Oh. Uh. uh yeah, you know what I'm talking about though. I do. It's the limited the edition of like 19. This with the yeah, steel, steel bezel. bezel. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's the Aviate or something like that. The Navitimer Avi or the. This is gonna bother me. I'll think about. It. I'll think of it later in the episode. We could but just anyway. look this up, but we're not going to. As soon as you think of it, just shout it out. Even if someone okay. else is talking, it'll be really fun. <laughs> yes, do that. Beautiful. Uh, this this is my like dream watch. If Tudor brings back a triple register chrono with. A big red, just whatever the branding is, kind of like the big red Daytona back in the day. Just a big red watch model name on the dial, triple register. Bring back something, you know, vintage Daytona esque. That would be killer. So not red and in ceramic. It says Fast Rider in red. Yeah, because that already Maybe. exists. <laughs> no, no, but I, I want it. <laughs> already exists. I, I want it with that that movement. I don't want it with the seven seven five zero. I want it with their in house quote unquote in house movement. They're not in house in house movement. <laughs> you know half. I guess half in house. I don't even know what you want to it's call it. It's in somebody's house. Yeah, somebody's one foot in either door. 
Or like the 90s, it's in the house. Never know. <laughs> You're dating yourself, Buzz. Oh, yeah. You actually? No. You're dating yourself, Evan. But in the wrong I, way. Yeah. Or I in the right way. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's fine. I'm, I'm only like 15, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm only 15. <laughs> You're usually the youngest person on the podcast, except for last week. <laughs> that's true i guess i am most of the time i am normally the youngest person on the podcast so i guess it you felt are. good to be a an elder last week the, the voice of the not youth. by much but just by enough <laughs> <laughs> i'll take i'll take whatever i can get here yeah ooh, uh, a, an updated fast rider with the b01 that would be oof. Now, now i'm not now i'm thinking right now i mean they have the ceramic case that's cool they also make that in a steel case which if if that didn't have the stupid racing stripes on the dial, like mm-hmm, yeah. I may have got that one instead. Like I'm yeah. not even joking about that. Like they decided to put like black racing stripes on all the dials because they're bright colors. Um, mm. They're they're kind of goofy looking, but in like a good way. Um, but if it didn't have the three black racing stripes on the dial, like I'd be like, mm. and it's mm-hmm. weird because it's got like the ceramic bezel, but the numbers aren't painted. It's 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 an oddball of a watch. It's a weird it, it works. Yeah. It works much better in all ceramic. They did a much better job that way. Yeah. Um, so that just kind of is what it is. Well, shall we move on to the parent company? All for it. Let's do it. Uh, what is this? Rolex Redux, Rolex Reconnaissance. We've already done Rolex Reconnaissance. What What can we... Uh, um, Rolex Reduction? Because, I mean, we've seen the teaser. They're clearly doing an Explorer 2. Um, yes. in which Grand Seiko is going to retroactively be accused of copying it. <laughs> <laughs> even though their watch, even though their watch came out in multiple colors with a ceramic bezel two years earlier. <laughs> even though, let's be honest, Rolex copied the Explorer 2 design from Glycine. Airman did it first. Steel bezel, 24-hour track. Boom. You're no calls them out for doing that. No, they don't. No, they don't. Um, kind of like... Uh... Blanc Pond, uh, 50 Fathoms before yeah, the sun. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Maybe the Daytona with that those silver outlined uh, subdials looks a little bit like uh, vintage Carrera, you know? It might. Maybe. Yeah, a little bit. It might, Maybe. just a little bit. <laughs> Some people. Rolex. <laughs> Some people say that. Yeah, it's, it's really funny how... Uh, I don't know if... If they just had more watches that were like distributed that they could sell to people, maybe people would feel a little less chippy uh, about. Hey, they have long said they're not in the business of selling watches, and they're taking it literally. Yeah, <laughs> at least to retail customers. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they're just in the business of counting their money, and you know whatever. But um. Yeah, Explore 2, 100%. That's what's happening. It clearly seems like it. I mean, I guess the only debate is in that teaser video, it was kind of hard to tell whether or not it was a ceramic bezel or not, which I am not going to lie. I don't think I'm going to like the ceramic bezel on that thing. Like, and So I I saw somebody do a, I saw somebody do a video. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this before, but uh, somebody did like a little minute and a half I guess their dissection of the video and they're like, when you, when the light shines on the bezel, you can kind of see the number outlines. And I guess if it was in a blau black, like it was currently with the steel bezel, you would probably would not be able to see that. So they're saying if it's a white numeral, you'll be able to see that the light shines on it. And a white numeral is probably going to be going on a ceramic bezel. And that's the thing. Like I don't, so here's the reason why I think the grand Seikos work. The Grand Seikos work, the ones that are going to allegedly be copying the Explorer 2, the new version that isn't going to come out yet until June, That the, again, that one. The reason those work is because that ceramic bezel matches the dial. Mm-hmm. The green ceramic bezel has a green dial, the black ceramic has a black dial, and the blue ceramic has a blue dial. Those work. So I think, I think... Long have we all been obsessing over the Polar Explorer 2. Like that's been the one that has been more desirable with the clean steel bezel. You slap a black ceramic bezel on that with the black 
our surrounds on a white dial, that's going to be an, like, in my, like, this is just from mock-ups that I've seen. I do not like the way that looks. Nope. And they're not going to do a white ceramic dial because that's also not going to look good, especially since it's not going to have like that. Like I'm less, I'm less impressed by ceramic, sorry, ceramic bezels that aren't rotating. Like it just, it, it's a weird aesthetic to me, like having a bezel that doesn't rotate, that looks like it, maybe it should rotate or something like that. A fixed ceramic bezel just without the metal ring around it, just it's kind of off putting to me. Like I like those grand Seikos better than other things, but like, I don't know, a fixed ceramic bezel, just kind of like, why not just make it rotate? I guess is my, is the thing. So like, I'm much more of a GMT master two fan with the ceramic bezel or a Submariner fan with a ceramic bezel than like a Grand Seiko sport watch with a fixed ceramic, like fixed ceramic bezels are not my thing. Usually like I like Mm -hmm. it on the new Zenith Chronomaster sport because it's the tachometer scale and like they did it well and it works. And like I said, Grand Seiko color matched it. So it works really well. Um, I don't think a black ceramic bezel that doesn't rotate and doesn't have the metal surround on a white dialed watch is going to look that good. When here's, here's my counterpoint though. What's the last thing that they released that just, just fell flat. Oh, I don't. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, the air King. Well, yeah. Yeah. Hashtag all the fives. Do you do you really think that that was anything besides trying to to run out Explorer One Mark One dials? Because I don't think no. But I mean, what I would say is, I feel like the thirty nine millimeter Explorer. So so, I know a lot of people. At least at least in our community, a lot of people like the thirty six better. Now, I would say. For a modern watch buyer, you're probably right. The 30, 39 millimeters, the better watch to move. Um, I don't, is it going to be panned? No. Are there going to be wait lists? Yes. But I don't, I'm not going to like the way it looks. <laughs> I, guarantee I have no it. problem saying that. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, because I've seen the renderings too. I don't like how the white dial looks, the black ceramic. I, I don't, I don't like it at all, at all. The black uh, black and- looks fine. Black and black would look fine, yes, even though I'm a big fan of keeping it the same steel bezel. It's an Explorer. It's supposed to be beat around. It's an exploring watch. Ceramic, you can't beat around. You can beat steel around. But I will say, though, the one thing, another takeaway that I got from that teaser video is that Rolex put in a lot of snow in that. And obviously the Polar, you have the Polar Explorer 2. There's another watch that we've been clamoring over, and we talked about this last year during this prediction video. Bring back a Polar Explorer 1. You know, we haven't talked much about that. I think the the word in the street is that most likely it's going to be upped in size. They're probably 41, which is fine. You know, that's, I don't think they're going to keep it at 39. But, you know, that video kind of gives me hope that they may bring back a Polar Explorer 1. Well, I mean, there is a lot of snow, but I think there's pretty clearly a GMT hand on that dial when you look at it. Oh, that's true. Absolutely. But, I mean... In my mind, Rolex is also going to be doing something with the Explorer One too, because you know, Spence, like you said earlier, like they they do multiple models per year. It's just figuring out which ones they do. I think this is the Explorer year. I mean, I can see it being the Explorer year. I mean, I'm secretly hopeful that they'll do another GMT Master. Um, obviously, we've all joked about the Coke. You know, our Tudor and Rolex going to do the same thing that they did a few years ago in 2018 when Rolex brought out the Pepsi and Tudor came out with the diet Pepsi as we, we all call it. Um, they could, the other thing too, um, I saw a rendering on Everest journal, which, um, actually really liked, I almost like this better than the Coke. Um, it's essentially an all black, essentially the all black version of the GMT master two on a Jubilee with a red GMT hand, which is what they used Ooh. to make. Yes. Like it used to have a red GMT hand. Mm-hmm. that would be killer because that that would be way more subtle than a Pepsi or a Coke or a Batman just with the red GMT hand, that little pop of color, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, it plays with the light. Watch. It, it'll really play with the light. Um, that Jubilee <laughs> bracelet's going to – can we work in any more cliches? Um, I'm no, sure. I mean, I think that would be interesting. I, they They haven't – I don't know. I mean – 
I'm not any expert, so I don't know whether they have or haven't done with the date just here and there. Like, there's going to be something else that comes out other than the Explorer 2. And realistically, if they don't do a ceramic bezel, what are they going to do to the Explorer 2? It's already 42 millimeters. It's already fairly thin. Are you going to change the GMT hand color? Like, what what else can they do? Drill blogs. Uh, <laughs> I think that ship is sailed, Buzzy. <laughs> I'm with you. you I, reject modernity. Embrace tradition. Drill blogs. <laughs> Just like, just like those container ships going around the Horn of Africa instead of through the Suez Canal. <laughs> Drill those lugs, baby. We got so close to adding another ship. I know. Uh, so close. We so just close. didn't get enough signatures, damn it. We needed another 200 signatures. <laughs> Add another ship. <laughs> Bro had a pretty good one uh, this morning. Seiko dial work, Seiko bezel alignment. Yes. <laughs> that one was great. Oh, that spoke to me. <laughs> I, before we leave this, I, I saw an article about like the the team that actually got the ship out. Like all of the memes, like just inspired them to work harder. So I'm, it's, it's kind of it, it. It really. I'm of two minds, as the ancient Greeks would say, because without all the memes, having a ship stuck in the Suez Canal is just a pain in the ass for the entire world, and it's not funny. But them getting the ship out early, length, you know, shortens the amount of time that we can make hilarious memes about it. So, you know, maybe if we could have dialed back the memes a little bit, it will have stayed stuck longer. So the overall yeah. uh, quantity of, of good memes would be greater. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Would it have been, though? Because if you would have done less memes on a daily basis, like you have to figure out where your equilibrium point is on the meme supply versus the meme demand curve. Yeah. And if you would have done fewer memes, how many more days would you have made it up in volume or not? <laughs> we're, we're, we're essentially integrating uh, the memes over time um, to get the area under the curve. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to figure out how many more days it would have gotten. And there's probably a meme 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 equilibrium, if you will. Um, <laughs> I like but that. But I think oh, what was I gonna say? I think not for not for discussion here, but if uh, if you want if you if you enjoyed the memes but didn't do any research into the path the ships have taken to get to there, maybe go do some research into the shape of the path the ship took to get there. Um, <laughs> we're not gonna talk about it on air. May not be appropriate for consumption here, but just let's just go just go look that up on the ship tracker, and uh, you'll you'll be surprised. It's uh, it was rather entertaining. I don't know. Will they be surprised though? Let's be honest here. I mean, if you're a fan of Speedmaster jokes or certain logos on certain doxes, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll get it pretty quick. <laughs> <sighs> I mean. There's one other one that I'll tease because I've seen a release that you guys haven't seen yet, and I don't think it's going to be out yet. Um, I think Oris is going to do something interesting and pretty cool in the next few days. Um, just going to hint there. Um, watch out for what they've got coming because it's uh, it's different and unique as it always is, and uh, it's interesting. Like I'm I'm curious to see people's reactions to it. I like it. Um, but we'll uh, we'll talk about this off air. But like, I'm pretty excited to see the reaction to this because it's it's a it'll be a pretty cool release. So, and you can actually buy one. That. Which is- and yes, you will actually. I guarantee you'll be able to buy one. I think <laughs> from what I saw on the press release, it will be hitting store. They will be hitting stores in like June. So like, can't buy them right away. But like, come June, you will be able to. Like, they will mm-hmm. be like we talked about with VJ. They will be in stores. They will be places you can go and try them on and decide if they're for you or not and see how they fit on your wrist and make that decision. Like, it's a beautiful thing. Like, I was joking with Sandy today about how appreciative I was that he talked about the Caribbean Reserve. I was interested in it. I drove to one store and found it. Like, I said his friends in Kentucky need to take notice about making enough whiskey for us to have. Like, if I want to find Glenlivet 12, 14, 18, Caribbean Reserve. Now, there's some stuff that doesn't get distributed over here, and there's some higher-priced stuff that is a little bit harder to find. But all of the good staples that I like, I can go and find them and buy them if I want to. To uh, uh, be the devil's advocate here, though, it, 
it is a little bit more different uh, magically having more aged whiskey that got put away years ago versus machining more cases and making more dials. That was so there. I mean, that is very true. Like they have to be prepared to do this 12 years out, 14 years out. Like they, they know they need to know how much to get, but like, come on, crank out some more dials, run a second shift. Let's go guys. Time and a half overtime. Let's do this. <laughs> or maybe just police your network and don't settle the gray market. <laughs> the, yep. Like if you want a Pepsi and you have three X retail, you get a Pepsi tomorrow. Wait, 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 let's, Let's let's just, let's talk about one thing that I my my mind about melted out of my head. My brain literally like oozed out of my ears when I saw this. Right? How are Daytona selling for almost forty thousand dollars right now? Because there are some people who have more money than they know what to do with, or than brains. It just happened overnight. I feel like because like one day they were selling for like twenty three, and then the next day I looked, oh, they're now forty thousand dollars. Money printer go burr. <laughs> blowing my mind blowing my mind but yeah i'm not even gonna talk about secondary stuff yeah i mean i don't know it's uh it's it's a bit of a challenge like i i we, we kind of talked about this with rj a while ago it's you know it used to be that you like when you had a milestone you went you bought a rolex like that but now i guess if you want a date just or an off-color op Maybe you can get, or or you have the coin to get something in precious metal, like maybe, but like, it just, it is interesting. Like we've talked the entry level Rolex right now is an Omega or a Breitling Mm -hmm. or a Tudor or a Cartier or whatever else that dealer carries that isn't an even higher, more in-demand brand, Um, which I guess right now, the only one that isn't boutique only, well, not only one, but like the only one that I can think of that isn't boutique only is Patek. Like you can go into Mm -hmm. a dealer that's a Patek and a Rolex dealer and like you're not getting a Rolex. You aren't supplementing that with a Patek either. Like you're not getting either of those. Um, I guess you could probably get a Calatrava maybe. I don't know. Like I feel like you could probably get those, but they're insanely expensive for what they are. Like, I mean, so yes, your, your entry-level Rolex is a Seamaster Professional or a Seamaster 300 or a Speedy or uh, Aquaterra or a Navitimer or a Super Ocean 57. Like, any of these things are your entry-level Rolex. And, yep. you know, there are some things like a, like a Bulgari Octave that I, they're, I dare say, a little bit more interesting. I would love a Bulgari Octo, especially in steel. Mm-hmm. God, that new blue dial in steel. Oh. They're amazing. Although I, I mean, I get they did they released some stuff earlier in the year that we didn't really cover. Who else is coming out with stuff this week at Watches and Wonders? I'm sure I know Zenith is there, and they've already released some stuff this year. Obviously, the Chronomaster Sport was the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did that the Urban Jungle, Zenith Defy, the green version. They've done some other stuff too. The Felipe Pantone one was pretty like if you're into rainbow, like I'm curious as to how they did it. I need to read more. Um, that watch looked pretty sweet. Like I want to see, like, I know I'm not going to see that in person because I think that was what, like 150 pieces, but like that watch was cool. <laughs> so I'd be curious to see what they come out with, but. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I, like I mentioned earlier, I, I'm a big fan of the Rainbow Daytona. So I think, and also the uh, Super Ocean 57 and uh, it's Rainbow. I think I could rock one. I dig it. I dig that color scheme. Come on, brands. Let's do it. Give us some more of it. I'd be down. I saw, I don't know if you guys saw this. There was a G-Shock that was hand-painted by somebody. And it was like, it retailed for like $600, which is absolutely ridiculous. But uh, they had rainbowed the hour markers on it, and also the uh, the font on the outside, the G Shock font. And it was a Cassie Oak, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. That is the one watch that I wear almost every day. Yeah, I think I, I wear it when that. I work out. I do the exercise bike almost every morning, and that is the watch that I wear, and it is an awesome watch. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You had something, Buzzy. Yeah, I think I uh, was hearing about that and then like some other high-end G-Shocks when I was listening to Scottish watches. But that uh, all kind of blends together, yeah, to, to be honest. Um, I, I don't get the like $500 and up, like the super high-end G-Shocks. It's just... Doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's okay. I've not tried one of those on, but I'd be curious as to like what they feel like the full metal ones. You know what I mean? Like, cause for 500, you're, you're kind of in like the meat of the, the, the like mid tier Seikos, like kind of lower tier Seikos. You're in Seiko turtle area. You're in some of the citizen Nighthawk area. Like you're kind of in that kind of bread and butter entry level watch i'd be curious as to like what one of those felt like on wrist because other than the digital display i mean it's a it's a tank of a bracelet like it i'd be i like i said i've never tried one on i kind of want to though because they're I'm, they're interesting and you see them come up used for 40 50 percent off like mm-hmm. $500 g-shock no a $250 all steel g-shock with a killer bracelet maybe yeah, if it's if it's pulled off well, I, I could see that being cool. I it just they just released a rose gold one too. That's wild. <laughs> I'm sure, it speaks to you. <laughs> That's Buzzy's style right there. Oh yeah, uh-huh. you know it. You know it. Better sell all my watches so I uh, can just have my rose gold G Shock. Well, it's still in steel. It's a rose gold color. No, so you I'm saying it's watch. because I will love this watch so much <laughs> that the only watch there's no want. point to have any of the other ones. They should just all go so I can buy a really nice box to put it in and bracelets and such. I mean, fair. Oh. All right, so if anybody's interested in any of Buzz's watches, he's probably going to currently sell them. So, you know, hit him up. I, I will sell some of the uh, ones that I don't wear a lot anymore. Uh, so like Citizen Nighthawk or a- any of those sort of things. I've been what about that bagel sport idea. you let me borrow? No, we need to keep that one around so it can be the <laughs> the uh, the dunce cap. You know, the I lost our uh, game watch. It holds so much utility as that. I, w- I could never part with something like that. <laughs> Lovely. Well, I think we covered kind of everything we needed to cover. Uh, we even threw a little bit of a little bit of a bonus Oris opinion from me. Uh, so keep an eye out for those. And uh, I guess we'll see on Wednesday uh, how right or wrong we were. Not that we were predicting anything. This is just kind of a loose discussion over what we think may or may not happen based on rumors that we've heard or seen that everybody has probably seen because our source is Instagram and we don't really do that much research. Uh, We just decided to record a conversation about this. And for some reason, like eight of you decided to listen to it. So been a while since we've gotten that joke in. That's right. (laughs) Proud of every one of those listeners. All eight of them. We might be up to nine. I you, Maybe this year will be the year we crack double digits. We're getting close. So uh, anyway, that's that's that we probably call that a wrap on episode 63. Maybe we'll do a, uh, a Redux video or we say video because we're all looking at each other. It's not a video. It's a podcast. Uh, maybe we'll do one uh, to talk about what was released. Maybe we'll do one with a guest to talk about what was released. A guest who's a little bit better connected than we are. I also haven't talked to him about this yet. But he has wanted to come back on again. So maybe that'll happen. Maybe he's listening. Maybe I'll text him about it when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> so we will catch everybody next time after all of the new releases. And we'll let you know what we think. Catch y'all later. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We are enthusiasts 
not experts, so don't at us. But you can find us on Instagram at whiskey.and.watches.podcast. Also, visit our website at zeitswatches.com. Zeitz is spelled Z-E-I-T.